Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by SchoolofLaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the School of Last Podcast. This is Rick Roberts, and across the table we have Gavin. How's it going, buddy? Going good. Hello. Gavin's our producer and very new comic. In fact, <laughs> very new. I, I got a few emails uh, recently, oh, Gavin, that said, uh, did I hear right that Gavin's only been on stage four or five times and you guys have been on the air for a year? <laughs> And that's about right. I explained yeah. to him you were extremely busy with multiple jobs, but that'll be changing. Yes, uh, yes, in another uh, half a year or so. Yeah, four to six months, something <laughs> like that. So I mean, hang in there. Oh God, please! <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, well, hey, once it starts, it'll never stop. Yeah. So uh, make sure you're ready. Yeah, I've been at this twenty four years now. I just we just hit that month where I started again. So twenty four years in stand up comedy. Wow. Still learning as I go. Like to share what I've learned so you don't have to have such a stressful journey <laughs> at the beginning. There's stuff we can't fix, can't teach, but there are things I can let you know is gonna happen. And today is a very great question we got from one of our listeners named Jason up in Springfield, Ohio, who um, writes really well and is afraid of performing like he oh yeah he knows that if he gets on stage more he'll feel more comfortable about it but it, you know he's only been on stage four times since uh, okay. february oh well so <laughs> so you know not not totally unlike yourself yeah. and he just wants some tips on overcoming stage fright so that's our big topic today i'm going to say clobbering stage fright yeah uh, overcoming sounds like it's going to take you a while to do it yeah no clobber is going to happen right now yeah so i'm going to give you guys some tips things i've learned over the years things people have told me that have worked and gavin at any point if you yeah since you come from a performance background with drumming and stuff definitely chip in and add add into these list of things you can do for sure i feel this one on the inside yeah <laughs> stage fight is like i mean you saw me yeah. you saw me like going through my machinations of like oh god oh god oh, oh god yeah when we do these graduation shows in nashville everybody on the bill including whoever the full-time comic is that opens a show and the headliner who closes it out they all have their pre-show like they're trying to talk themselves down yeah talk themselves off a ledge it's crazy and i i do that on some shows uh, but it drives me it's, it drives me even more insane than when you see the person who's totally chill and totally cool and you're like who are you like what do you <laughs> yeah but then they get done they go oh i was so nervous i know yeah i don't think true. you ever get past i think if you ever walk up there stone cold and off stone cold then you've kind of lost the love for comedy because i think what makes us have that stage fright or that anxiety is that we want to do well yeah and if you lose that, then you kind of lose your edge. Sure, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. so over over the years, I've gone through different things where I felt more comfortable. And, you know, new environments, I'll feel more anxious than yeah. a place that I've been at 20 times. Sure. Um, if, if I go in there and the sound isn't right or the lights aren't right, then I get a little anxious because I know it's going to take 10 times the effort to do the same thing. To job. get it done, yeah. So all those things come into play. But I'm going to give you guys a few tips, and I'm going to break it down into three different categories cool all right so the first is the week or two whatever it is leading up to the show okay so once you find out you got a show things you can do up to that point then we'll talk about pre-show the day the hours right before you go on stage all the way to the seconds before you go on stage okay and then we'll wrap it up with how you can have some fun during the show and not show that you're 
afraid. Yeah. I was like, is it bad that it's making me nervous even talking about it? It is. I know. <laughs> I can tell it. So let's talk about the preparing the week before. Let's just say you found out you got a gig next week. Right. Uh, it's, maybe it's a great opportunity in a new place and you got a little anxiety going already. You're like, oh, yes. man. I, yeah. And you find out there might be other comics there that you either want to impress that you think are 20 times funnier than you. Yeah. All those things start to create stage fright. Right. Yes. Uh, the, and many other things too, but especially trying to perform in front of your friends or peers that you want to impress. Right. That can really put some stress on you. So for sure. Before you even get there, before you even get to that place of oh, I've got to be as good as these people or whatever. Uh-huh. As always, define a specific goal. We hear that a lot. Yeah. And you can go back and listen to all those other podcasts, but de- define a specific goal for that night. So that's the only thing you have to focus on. Yeah. And if you focus on that, everything else will fall into place. Right. All right. So decide a specific goal for your showcase or whatever it might be next week. Right. Whatever set you're doing anywhere. Okay. One thing. And if you have nothing else to think about, think about, I just want to be funnier than I was last time. <laughs> if Seriously, that's what I try to think of every time I go on stage. Is I just want to be funnier than I was the last time I was up. But now, do you measure? Are you measuring that in like terms of how many laughs or you can do quality you can do of it with the, how okay. many laughs, the quality, the length of the laugh, all those things? However, you want to do it. Okay. But if I walk off stage knowing that I got a little bit better, right? The more times I get on stage, the quicker I get to be an excellent. Sure. So you just little incremental things. So set your specific goal, and you can go back and look at any of our previous podcasts on that topic. Okay. Including uh, episode fifty-two about preparing your showcase set. A lot of that will come into play here. Okay. As well. Cool. All right, so you're preparing your set. You know how much time you're going to get. Make it manageable. Okay. Don't try to do too many things. You know, right now the NBA playoffs are going on. Right. All right and the Cavaliers are down two of their best players. Kevin okay. Love and Kyrie Irving are out with injuries. Okay. You know, right before the playoffs, they just, they're out. So yeah. LeBron is trying to do everything himself. Yeah. Now, recently a, a younger guy, uh, forget his name, he's Don Levy or something like this, Don, whatever. It starts with a Don. Guy from Australia. Okay. He used to play eight minutes a game max, subbing okay. in for Kyrie. He came in first game of the series, played eight minutes while Kyrie was in there, did okay. Then Kyrie was out. Next game, he held his own. Third game, he scored like 20 points. Right. And now last night was the fourth game, and he was trying to do too much because he had that one big game. Yeah. If he just feeds the other players the ball and keeps it manageable, they can have team success. Sure. So don't put too much on your own. Like LeBron James now is trying to do everything. Right. You know, last night, I don't know if he got a concussion or not. He was he got fouled, and then he kind of dove awkwardly into the <laughs> photographer thing. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Bleeding off the top of the head. Uh, you don't want your t- time on stage to be filled with blood and scars. With blood, yeah. So prepare a manageable thing. If, That's if, so funny. If the open mic, like we say, has 10-minute spots and you're only good for five, just say, I just want to do five. Just do that. And when it comes to your material... You might want to try some new material for sure. Okay. But don't try to memorize a big chunk of unproven stuff. Yeah. You know, you want to work it in gradually, gradually, but you don't want to give yourself really unmanageable stuff to do. Okay. So that's something to think about. Have and that would do. include open mic nights or? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think anytime you have a set, you, you want to make sure that you can perform what you set out to do. Okay. So like, I'm not going to try to memorize, like as I start to unroll these songs that I've got on this new CD. Right. I'm not going to try to go up there and do a CD release party and for the first time sing all 10 of these songs live. Right, okay. One song a week, get that one down, add the next one in. Gotcha. That kind of thing. So keep it manageable. Like I say, less is more. Don't do more than you need to do. Okay. Get your set memorized, comfortably okay. memorized. And and for that, for me, I, I go through each joke, get it the best I can, 
memorize it, get the next joke, memorize it. And then I kind of look at the set and try to memorize the set as a whole. Okay. But at that point, I just try to memorize the five jokes in the set. Just right. the names of the five jokes in the set. Okay. So that I know I'm going to open with A, B, C, D, E, and F. Okay. Not, you know, I'm not going to repeat every single word ever, of every joke as I gear it up. That's definitely what I was doing in my in my panic moments. I was trying to learn every single word, every single and of but because whatever right and that i think was causing me more stress <laughs> yeah if it's especially if it's new material you don't want to over analyze and over memorize it because a we know you're going to add words to it on stage anyway oh uh, yeah <laughs> b you really won't know how you're supposed to say it until you get the beats of the joke down okay and then you can kind of work on the individual words okay you know i've got a joke where i talk about my dad being on twitter uh-huh and i, I learned where the punchlines were and then how to deliver it to where the delivery, the setup leads right to the punchline rhythmically. Gotcha, okay. So there's like a line where I go, my dad was on Twitter and he thought, and there's kind of like a do-do, ba-ba, Right, yeah, a musical uh, thing to it, yeah. And it makes it more fun to say. It slows me down, all the necessary things. So I'm not, I can't memorize that the first time because I don't even know how it's going to come out. So you definitely want to get it out. Um, Remember, it's not acting. You're not doing a script. Right. It's performing. That's true. And so great actors, if you look at some of the great movies, you know, some of my favorite movies, yeah. um, take Pulp Fiction, for action, yes. for example. You know, they had dialogue that was really well written, yeah. but they got it down and then they improvised a little bit off of that to make it feel like a real person. And feel alive. Yeah. yeah. So get the key components of your joke down, those the punchlines, the beats, sometimes we call it that, and then have some fun with it. Right, okay. Perform it and enjoy those things when you hit them out. So practice it that way. Know this. Uh-huh. The more prepared you are, the less you're going to be afraid on stage. Yeah. The people that freak out the most showed up, didn't write a set list down, then like two comics before they go up, they're kind of jotting something down. Yeah. Of course you're going to be stressed. I wish I could do that. If I did that, I think I might implode from yeah. from like a stress. Yeah. I mean, once in a while you should, just so you know how it works in right. case, you know. In case you get a you situation where somebody something. says, hey, yeah. get on stage. Oh, I mean, you won't really want to go through all, all of the possibilities <laughs> frequently so that none of them uh, you know, throw you that throw much. You yeah. That's right. So uh, just know that. And I think this is really key. And this is one of my favorite uh, lines ever from Ricky Gervais. It says, it's better to create and be criticized than to never create at all. That is true. I love that line. Yeah. He's a genius, I think, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I love. Anytime uh, a troll pops up on Facebook, yeah. I'm like, "Why are you posting this in here about yeah. how to do comedy? You can't teach comedy." I'm like, "Hey, that's all right. I got your input. That's fine. I created. You can criticize, but what yeah. have you helped out with today?" Yeah, make some. Go make something. Yeah, your best effort was bringing down my best effort, right? Yeah, and I guess I beat you there, buddy. Because yeah. I put a lot more into it for so, sure. So get it out there. You know, get it out there and don't be afraid. Another thing that scares people a lot when they go on stage is, what if I forget my next joke? Okay. Yeah, that does about five seconds at towards the end of where I probably should be paying attention to hitting the punchline. I'm actually paying attention to what the next thing I'm going to say is, the next topic or the next line or whatever. And it probably is not doing my other joke any service <laughs> by doing that. Yeah, if you, watch, if you listen or watch back, you probably see your delivery taper off oh i'm sure as you're i'm sure focused on the next thing yeah because i was so panicked about like is it in there do i have it do i have i got it okay all right and then it was and then that's probably why i was also cutting off 
the laughs as well because my mind was so focused on the next word that was going to come out of my mouth that I probably cut things off. Yeah. I Any see, laughs that I did have. They were in I there. They the, were like, you know. Yeah, there was a couple. It was like checking for ticks, but they were in there. <laughs> <laughs> I took a couple things away from it. I was really – I was happy about those couple things. So. It wasn't actually as bad as we made it out to no. be. But, uh, but it was just, you know, and we'll talk about it in a minute, why that was yeah. – that set was a success in a few ways too. Yeah. Um, so – if you're afraid you're going to get stuck and not remember your next joke, yeah, create a joke that you that I call your go-to joke, mm-hmm. and that's a joke you go to when you can't remember what you're supposed to say. Okay, yeah, I've got one. I, I may have mentioned on the podcast. I can't recall, but if I for, talking about forgetting, <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> if I did this. We've done 50 episodes. Uh, if I can't remember what I'm going to say next, I, I do this, just an odd joke where I go cleaned out my ear the other day, and then the joke evolves from there. right but i know that's what i'm going to say if i can't think of anything else so you to say. Kn- okay so you know the first line it's easy and you're just you've got it yeah in your pocket it's at a, all times yeah total non sequitur i okay. know i know that the joke is about 35 to 40 seconds long okay i know it's got four or five laughs in there so it, it's going to pick up the pace of the show but the whole time i'm telling that joke i am thinking how do i get this thing back on but track? it's on such autopilot and you know it's going to get laughs it's but it's on all, autopilot so you can think Mm-hmm. of the next thing okay yeah and there's actually two taglines in that joke that can lead me into two new categories of material okay you know one about either having kids or two about superheroes yeah so i built that joke to get me to two places okay. if i need it if you need it okay you know so think about one of your That's short crazy yeah quick jokes that you can do when you can't think of anything else yeah and just physically think that things in your back pocket perfect mentally put it there and it's there whenever you need it so those are all things you can do leading up to the show you know, the week before, whatever it is. Yeah. Now let's switch gears to you're at the club. Okay. Pre-show. Maybe let's back it up. You're getting ready to leave your house. Let's say it's two hours before the show. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Or your condo or wherever, hotel. I like to have a pre-show ritual just to kind of gear things in the right direction. Yeah. We've talked about that before on the show <laughs> where, uh, you know. Take a nice romantic bath. Do, you take a yeah, bath. Maybe 90 minutes before uh, <laughs> I leave the hotel or, or home or whatever. If I'm at home, I'll, I'll do a hot tub. Yeah. If I'm at the hotel, I'll fill up the tub. Uh, I love that. Throw in some uh, some bath salts. Yeah. Some relaxing, perhaps <laughs> lavender, perhaps the uh, mint eucalyptus. That's great. And really get that tub as hot as I can possibly get it. And yeah. Have a bottle of water and drink a bottle of water while I'm in there and just kind of visualize my set. Yeah. You know, maybe just kind of, I might say it out loud. I might mumble you, it. Are you visualizing uh, the words or are you visualizing the body actions well, or both? All, or? Yeah, all of the above. Okay. I think with the um, with the ritual itself, it's, it gives me time to go over whatever whatever's not in sync yet. Okay. So if I feel like I've got the jokes down, but how am I going to really say it, then I'll work on that. Okay. If I've got the jokes but not the order, maybe I'll start putting them in order. Gotcha. Okay. And I'll just kind of repeat the order relax and get it to where i'm not stressed out about that anymore right and by the time i'm out of that tub in 15 or 20 minutes i'm my body's relaxed and then the other thing that sometimes i'm not taking a hot bath <laughs> yeah sure or drinking the water but what i'll do <laughs> if that's not the case is iron my clothes for the show uh-huh it may sound no no high, I, but i like to iron my shirt iron my jeans or my slacks or whatever it is my khakis and while i'm doing that i kind of think it through okay because i know the ironing is going to take about eight or ten minutes yeah you know, so while I'm doing that, if I got an eight to ten minute set to prepare for, why not just go through it? Gotcha. Okay. In fact, this last uh, last week I did a set, a showcase set that we talked about. Yeah. Uh, leading leading up to that in the past episode, but the set was supposed to be eight minutes, and this office is eight minutes from my house, <laughs> so I would hop in my car and do my set 
home. Next morning, I would do it coming back. Do it coming back. And I got it down exactly to eight minutes. That's nice. Then I got to the showcase. You got ten. <laughs> so I did the eight minutes, but with laughs, it was ten minutes. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So even though I was given time, for oh, that's laughs, what I was going to ask. Did you? Yeah. Did you pause? Yeah, but, I was okay. in my car talking, and I would pause, like, okay. But that's dangerous because you had an eight minute so if they had stuck with eight minutes then you would have been two minutes over or would you have cut something i would have just cut something okay. towards the end all right yeah. okay or probably redone the beginning yeah yeah you know so that was cool so definitely go through it have some kind of ritual so when you get to the club you're prepared yeah so because lots of times you get to the club and all of a sudden it's chaos or other comics want to talk to you whatever it might be sometimes the pre-show music is so loud and you hate it you know yeah. things can throw you off so at least get good before you get there yeah and, you know, don't get out of your car until you're ready to go in there. You just think, think, I'm going to go in there and kill this thing. So that quiet focus time is really important. And ideally, to a great night's rest before. Right, yeah. A great night's What's tr- that like? I've not, I, It's been uh, years. I know. I missed it out on this past trip, too. I was I maybe got four hours of sleep in three days on this yeah. past trip. It was brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Um, I have insomnia, no so I just have that. Yeah. <laughs> I have that working against me. But... Yeah, yeah. No, another thing you want to do is keep the show in perspective. Yeah. Very rarely, with the few, I can only think of a few examples, will one show make or break your entire Yeah, career. I remember, didn't we actually did a podcast about, yeah, and, we, and then talked about that, because uh, about sort of the make it, break it shows, that there actually really aren't that many. You, you there sort are of feel that few. it's that way, but yeah. yeah especially... My guess is for for me and everybody listening to this podcast, there's you know there's opportunities each year that seem like it, yeah, that feel like it, but if it's a great show, you might get an, a break that helps you get a little further along. Sure, but there's very few one shows that make your whole deal. Right, yeah. Uh, it's not like the old days where Carson had Carson forty six million, and, and now you're watching. famous. Yeah, <laughs> and same thing if you have a bad set, people will forget you pretty quick. Right now, the exceptions to the rule that I can recall. <laughs> Uh, say Michael Richards. Yes. Oh, yeah. One well, show, that's not a bad set. That's, that's. I mean. Bad decision. Yeah, that's a bad decision. Killed his whole career. You yes. Know? So, oh. Th- you know, there are times where. You, know, it can, you can do it. It's it, possible. It's possible. If you're shooting for it, it you can accomplish that. But if you're, if you're basically unknown or brand new comic, the viral of you not being funny is not going to go viral. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. I just, in my head, popped the. the there was a thing on Good Morning America recently where somebody had taken a, a video of this guy dancing on the dance floor and they were trying to make fun of him. Oh, the yes, video. yeah, I know, yes. And he became a celebrity yep. because he was just into the moment. Yeah. So it can happen. Yeah. Uh, but don't worry about that. Yeah. Because the worst case scenario, if you become virally famous for not being funny, now people know your name and now you can prove them wrong. Right, yeah. I mean, it, it's an opportunity. Absolutely. So keep the show in perspective. Don't let it overwhelm you. You're one of a million shows you're going to do. Yeah. I can't even figure out how many shows I've done over the years, 20-something yeah. years. Must be Gosh, a crazy number. That's insane. Oh, uh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Simple things like um, breathing. Before I go on stage, I take some real deep breaths. Yeah. Get the oxygen flowing. Yeah, because your ch- my chest gets all tense, and I realize I'm not breathing. Yeah. And so I was like, <gasps> I had to like reinflate my lungs because I just kept getting, it was worse and worse and worse and worse and just tense, tense, tense. And yep. so I noticed that I wasn't taking any, any oxygen. Yeah, and you know what's funny when that happens too, like, I'll usually yawn a lot right before I go on. Yeah. And people are like, is this boring to you now? No, I know exactly. But your body yawns to get more oxygen in because I'm not super comfortable. Getting what you, yeah. So the the yawning is actually a, a triggered reaction, yeah. a physiological thing that gets the energy and the, the air weird, back in. It's a weird thing because you, 
you're super nervous yet you almost feel like out of body almost like you're going to sleep but it's because you're not breathing because you're so nervous yeah you got like, you gotta feed that body yeah and i usually pound some water right before i go on stage yeah the worst thing and i know this happens every single time if i get out there and the crowd is tight or they're not focused yet or right. whatever the case may be where it's a rough start i'll go through the first few jokes and then i like my, get that dry mouth mm-hmm. horrific dry mouth like and it's just like if and it only happens when I forget to bring a bottle of water. Of course, yeah. <laughs> if I can see the bottle of water, my I just your brain's like, okay. Yeah. If I think I'm going to need one, I'm going to need one. Yeah. And so yeah, you got to relax and I, I pound that water before I go out. Plus, it keeps you hydrated, keeps your vocal cords good to go. Yeah. All those things you need to do. So that's breathing and water. As simple as that sounds, on Maslow's hierarchy it's of needs, ha- you got to have that in the comedy club. It's hard though. I mean, just to remember to do some of those things when you're in the moment of being freaked out, especially if you're just starting like me, where you're thinking about a million other things because your list of priorities is like, I don't want to go up there. And then they start booing and or do whatever sound they did the other night. (laughs) And uh, but like those were the things I thought, what if I get up there and I forget all three minutes of it and I I'm, I haven't been doing it long enough to have a go-to joke because they're all unproven. I don't have any you proven jokes. You have to jokes. go to all of them. Yeah. You don't I've, have enough. Yeah, I've done all <laughs> my jokes in front of you, and you know, and so it's really tough because like that's what was going through my mind, and then I did walk up there without water or without whatever, <laughs> but, but it is tough to remember like all these little things. So I, for me, what I would tend to do is like my – pre-show ritual i guess which is for that i've used for like musical things and that kind of stuff is like i do check the water but i i listen to whatever i need to do like beforehand so that's usually includes headphones for Mm -hmm. me that really helps me whatever song i need to listen to or something like that to help me focus my brain uh intentionally that's what's helped me uh, that's just my like a music thing is my thing sure so. and you know what that's a, a good little tip too not too crazy and not too slow sure just but, but it's my thing <laughs> I, i've been known to throw some earphones in plugged yeah. into nothing so people think i'm don't. listening to something and don't talk yeah which is nice yeah because you know in the green room it can be you know sometimes green rooms are so such chaos it's yes. so chaotic in there yeah um, that you can't really focus. So throw on some headphones if you need to. I've done some white noise. Yeah. Um, but I've definitely had them on with not plugged into anything just so people go, oh, Rick's trying to Don't figure talk, something out. Trying to concentrate. Yeah, you got, for you sure. you got to set your boundaries, people. No, it was a weird one because uh, and I, I don't know how this works, but like when we did the show with Zaney's, like all of a sudden I walked in. I mean, they all know you from the classes, but they were some of the people were like meeting me for the first time, and they're like, "Hey, Gavin! Like, I know you from the podcast, and blah blah blah." And they're talking to me, and I'm freaking out about my, what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to figure out, like, do I go in the green room to get away from the people, or do I stay out here, hoping that everyone that knows me is going to go into the green room or whatever? So it was that was a, a little small stressor, uh, which led to me literally jumping up and down in the green room, like a pogo stick Mm -hmm. trying to get the nerves shook out of my body (laughs) yeah no i I definitely um i know what you're saying there it gets a little too much it's too much much going on yeah and there's really particularly at zany's there's nowhere to hide Uh -uh. unless you go in the bathroom in the green room and then you might miss your yeah you know yeah (laughs) so that's the thing uh i think the most important thing right before you hit the stage is is also to realize everybody wants you to be funny yeah. They're all pulling for you. <laughs> right. Listen, they paid 10 bucks or 20 yeah. bucks or 30, whatever it is to get in there. They want this to go yeah. good. So 
know that and also know that everybody sitting down out there is afraid to go on stage at all. Yeah. So you're better than everybody else in the entire audience in the sense that you have the guts to go up there. Right. So whether you've done it once or a hundred times, just remember that they paid to see you. That's that's true. And they want you to succeed. That's so true. that should take the stress off a little bit. Yeah. All right. Boom. Please welcome Gavin Miller. Door opens. <gasps> Three steps. We get yeah. out the vomit squeegee. Yeah. You take one more step. <laughs> you wipe it off your chin. Yeah. You take the mic. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> Once you get up there in the show, have I mean the number one thing is hit it with some energy and have some fun. Yeah. I mean, you might be a downplayed energy comic, but you still need to take the stage in a way that you show confidence. There's intent. Yeah, intensity. Yeah, don't go up there yeah. and be clueless about what to do. You be direct, grab the mic, put the mic stand behind you, shake the MC's hand, whatever it is, and show the crowd that you know where you're at. Right, okay. You know, I see too many times, like, guys slowly unwind the cord around the microphone stand or, like, where do I put my water? If you look like an idiot, the crowd thinks you're an idiot. Yeah. You know, there's no there's no filter at this point. Yeah. Whatever you are, they see it. And especially on those shorter sets too, because you see guys doing those kind of things, burning all their time. They've if they've got five minutes and they're burning all their time. Oh, where do I set the mic stand? Uh, maybe on this. Oh no, I'll walk it over here to the other side. And it's like just start talking. Yeah. <laughs> just start going. Do your thing. If you got an hour, maybe spend a little time setting your own stage and getting yourself you know ready to rock. But otherwise, I mean. Get it moving. <laughs> Get it moving. That's that my number one pet peeve is somebody walks out there and takes 15 seconds to start it up. Yeah. You know, don't have to rush things. Uh, do And here's another part of this as we get going during the show. Give the joke enough time to be itself. Like, just because it's a shorter set, don't try to cram 10 minutes of jokes into five minutes. Okay. It comes off horrible. You're going to walk on laughs, and you just burn 10, you know, an extra five yes. minutes of jokes, and you'd be burned. Gotcha. So that's what we talk about. Keep it manageable. Do the material but give the material a time to breathe a little bit okay i see people always uh they don't hear the laugh right away they keep moving yeah but you wrote oh. a punchline give them the space to laugh yeah you need to kind of train the crowd like here's where you're supposed to laugh i'm gonna wait a second anyway okay okay when that happens again you're gonna fill it in you're, with some laughs yeah. <laughs> okay i'm not just pausing to pause uh, right yeah you're gonna fill it in with laughs so definitely do that also expect that there's going to be something distracting expect expect changes or challenges while you're up there you mean within the club within the audience within, and stuff? within during your time on stage okay it could be you know zanies were right on a busy 8th avenue yes. so sirens going by uh, there's a lot of times where the whole there's a lot of times where the whole audience sort of looks over to their left which is just a wall mm -hmm. but you can that's where you can hear the trucks and stuff coming from so that you get some big diesel truck that puts on their air brakes and it's like feels like it's right next to the building you hear this like and it's like the whole audience stops looking at you and looks over to a blank wall <laughs> yeah it's basically tucked in the corner of a three-way stop so yeah. there's constant grinding of brakes oh. and revving of engines yeah so that's gonna happen people are gonna drop drinks people are gonna you know order drinks loudly yeah somebody's gonna cough right when you have a quiet moment before you hit a punchline. Yeah. you know there's gonna be all those crazy <laughs> things celebrate it you yeah know? i remember when i lived in columbus ohio there was a lady that would come in on the sunday night shows uh, Sunday was the only non-smoking show back then. Okay. That's how long I've been doing yeah. it. Yeah. It was the only night where they couldn't smoke. <laughs> and so she came into that night, and when she laughed, it sounded like a dolphin. Oh, no. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those things where the first time I heard it, well, you know, I, I think the first time I heard it, I kind of got mad. Right. And then I'd do a couple more jokes. And, 
I'm like, <laughs> somebody's messing with me, you know? Like a whale or something. Yeah, it was really, really weird. And I think yeah. some comics listening might remember that. Uh, but then after, after the first time I heard her, you know, I got off stage and, and she actually apologized. She's like, oh, that's just the way I laugh. I, oh, I'm so man. self-aware of it. And then my goal every Sunday, that if she was there, was to, to really let that. her laugh a lot and just enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, I think Lord. almost everybody wrote jokes about, about her laugh. Yeah. You know? So That's something's so going to happen while you're up there. You might knock over your water. You might trip over the stage. The microphone cord will come out of the mic. Yeah. That happens at, you know, pretty much every other show that I see. That the mic cable comes out. The mic comes cable out. comes out. You know, so write a joke for when that happens. Yeah. But expect some things to happen and celebrate those things. You know, your act is kind of what you have to deliver that's what you want to deliver but your act can be anything that happens during your set on show yeah and a lot of times that stuff's better because the whole everyone currently is on that topic whatever it is if the glass drops everyone in the room regardless of what's going on it they are now on that same topic of the glass dropping so if you say something but don't like you've said before don't chastise the waiter or waitress who's probably dropped the glass right that's a bad move right right it's <laughs> a bad career move yeah there's all kinds of old stock lines when i first started yes. I got, uh, <laughs> the stupidest one but it always made me laugh was oh somebody dropped a contact lens yeah you know that was the oh, worst God. <laughs> but whenever somebody said it, it cracked uh, me up it's just horrible that's a big contact lens yeah. hey. <laughs> morning radio yeah. kind of joke yeah really bad so expect that i look forward to those moments and you can sometimes find a little nugget in there that you can put in your mind put in your back pocket for the next time it happens yeah you know then you'll have it something automatic but explore those things while they're going on and see if you can come up with a little comedy nugget cool this is one of the things that out of all this next thing i'm going to talk about is something i've just kind of started thinking in the past year or two and i wish i'd thought this way forever uh-huh. separate you from your act or you from your jokes okay or you from your material What's that mean? So, because I'm doing the opposite, I'm going. (laughs) This is going to help you a lot. Okay. When you get on stage, if they don't laugh at the joke, you think they hate you. Right. They just didn't understand or like the joke. They're going to stop by my house and go, "Hey, we all decided we don't really like you. It's not what you're doing. It's you." Right. (laughs) If you drive through McDonald's and you get a bad burger, do you go in there to the back and find the guy that was grilling it and punch him in the face? (laughs) That's true. No, it's a product. Your jokes are products. Yeah think of that you know we talked last week about uh, creating data points like yeah every yeah, punchline yeah, 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 is a yeah. data point yeah and so you're on a fact-finding mission and i really think if you think of your set this way you don't even have to worry about all the other stuff we've talked about today yeah just think of it as i'm out here to find out if this joke works or not right if the audience doesn't laugh boom you learn something yeah if they do laugh boom we see how we can stretch that laugh or totally. make it bigger so you're just on a fact-finding mission the any response you're succeeding. Right, yeah. Silence is a response. Yeah. It teaches you where the homework should be yeah. for next week. But if you do that, then your goal should just be get out there and present the new products, your new right. jokes, and see which ones you want to develop. Totally. That, that, I, that was the feeling that I got. That it was the biggest takeaway for me doing the zany set was because I finally admitted, I was like, I just need to get these out there and see if they work. And I'll take any laughs. I'll put those in the yes column and dump the rest and not even feel a second thought about dumping them and but what that did was like all of a sudden it gave me the confidence i was like oh i i want it it was strange like i wasn't nervous about if someone had said hey can you do another set tomorrow i would have been like yeah sure no problem because all of a sudden it took the 
the maybe the personhood out of my out of my routine i guess is what you call it but it took the the person out of it and so it allowed me to like distance myself i guess and so i could just go like here's here's a some punchlines about some facebook stuff you like no some okay good now that's done all right next here do you like these yeah no okay so now now when i go up next time I'm going to do the same thing and I'm not going to be nervous about like, oh my gosh, they don't like this. If they don't like this one bit of a piece of a joke of a little line, then that means they don't like me and I'm not good at this and I should just go home and, you know, right. <laughs> drown my sorrows. Because if you do it the opposite way, like if everything's so personal, like I was trying to do it, it was, it, I lived and died by each line. You know, even if I had done 20 lines that were funny, the next one, if it didn't work, it was like, oh, gosh, like, yeah, that's not good. I mean, can I do this? Like, yeah. You know, it's funny to how much pressure we put on it, how much we associate what we're saying with who we are. Yeah. But which I know, definitely do. You do. And you want to have some of that for sure. Yeah. But you don't want it to be overriding every thought on stage. Right. Yeah. I mean, think about a guy when he stands in the batter's box. Right. The pitcher could throw him. 30 pitches. If he fouls off 29 of them yeah. and then hits a home run on the last one, yeah. do you think his time at on at the batter's box was a waste? Right. You know? Yeah. If he gets totally. struck out, then he learned. I got to learn how to hit that pitch better. Yeah. But you can literally foul off 29, maybe in a comedy club, six. Yeah. Before they're looking for you to get the bat on the ball at least yeah. a little bit better. But you're just collecting data. You're looking at it for what it is. And then you go back and you make the necessary changes. Yeah. I remember the line from when we recorded the podcast, right? I think it was either right after or right before it. And I said, the one thing that I took away is that, and I told Rick this, I said, I'd like to have some jokes that are funny. (laughs) It was like, yes, duh. Well, the one thing, the, the biggest... I will just say this here. Yeah. Uh, the biggest challenge you have with that last set, um, and it's, it's not what I recommend people do, is it's, <laughs> I don't want you trying out new material at Zany's. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. have preferred you worked on that set and had it, six yeah. or seven open mics and then got to Zany's with the results of right. the experiment. Yeah. You conducted the experiment <laughs> uh, in a yeah. highly stressful situation. Yes, totally. And that's what made it as you know, yeah, yeah, stressful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, worse than it needed to be. I yes. mean, if you if you done out the kinks before, you'd gone in there and go, "Hey, I got this down to three minutes." Yeah, totally. I know there's twelve laughs. Yep. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. So uh, you live and you learn. You live and you learn. So we know now. All right. Uh, three things I always try to do when I go on stage, and I think of this as I'm drinking my water: smile, sell, and slow down. Three, yeah. The three S's: smile. If you smile, they relax. It relaxes you. Shows them you're having a little bit of fun. You might even have that kind of mischievous smile or whatever. Right. But they know that you're up there and, you're, and it's where you're supposed to be. Sell your jokes. Don't just repeat the joke. My dad's got Twitter. You know. Right. Get up there and have a little bit of rhythm. Have yeah. a little bit of presentation. And then slow down enough to where you hear the words you're saying. Yeah. Which I'm just doing right now. And that way, pretty much everybody out there is going to be able to understand what you're saying. Yeah. If you go too fast, they do miss words. Comedy clubs have great sound systems for the most part, but there are distractions. Sure. Some words drop. Sometimes you mumble a word. So slow it down to where you can deliver it correctly. Right, okay. The three S's, those are key for me every time I go up. And then lastly, just be engaged in the show. Yeah. You know, if a joke really does bomb hard, I mean, it's like really awkward, just acknowledge it. Okay. Whoa. I haven't heard <laughs> silence like that since, you know, I asked so-and-so to marry me. Or, yeah. Or, you know, I haven't heard, you know. 
you can write. I used to have a line that that's quieter than a mouse peeing on cotton, right oh, there. Right. You know, just some stupid line to acknowledge. Throw in, yeah. yeah. For more on that punchline, visit awkward.com. Yeah, whatever it is. So they they know that hey, you realize that one didn't come out right. Okay, but you've got more. You got more to deliver. So stay engaged. Don't pretend things aren't happening when they are. Yeah. If you do all those things, you'll be fine. Your favorite. <laughs> I mean, there's like 23 I tips know, or like, whatever. <sighs> I guess my overriding thing is be prepared because yeah. knowledge gives you confidence. Yep. Take a pre-show ritual where you can focus on your material and get yeah. get everything else out of the way a little bit, and then be engaged while you're up there. I think if mm-hmm. you think of just those three things, you'll be fine. Yeah. But it will make a little. I guess I'll make a tip sheet out of this one too. Yeah. All right, so I'll put all these into a tip sheet. If you want to get that tip sheet, the only way to get it is to join the Insider Tip Sheet email list. Cool. And that's uh, schooloflast at gmail.com. Just put, I'd like to sign up for the tip sheet and this episode number, and I'll make sure you get this one specifically. And then any tip sheet for the history of time <laughs> and the remaining time of our podcast, you'll get those uh, in the email box once or twice a month. So yeah. definitely want to do that. Cool. So that was our topic for today. A lot of stuff Take in there. Take my stress level down. Yeah. <laughs> Take it down a little bit. Enjoy <laughs> it. Learn from it. Yeah. If uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about this, uh, I do have a YouTube video that goes over this a little bit. You can check out our YouTube channel for that, just School of Lass on YouTube. We do have a new theme. A few yes. options for a new theme coming up starting in the 4th of July weekend. We announced that last week or the week before. Yeah, something like that. We've had a lot of response. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is like dead even. Yeah. Among the three <laughs> new ones and equal number of people want to keep it the same. Yeah. So I'm kind of in a dilemma. So we're going to put the options again at the end of this podcast. If you haven't put in your vote yet, uh, shoot us which one you would like to schoolofthats at gmail.com. You'll hear how to do that at the end of that little segment. If you'd like to sponsor a podcast, yeah. I think we do have a sponsor maybe lined up for a month coming up, Gavin. Very cool. Uh, but just shoot me an email if you want to promote a new DVD. Maybe you got a T-shirt you want to sell or a website we should check out. Yeah. A big appearance somewhere or maybe you're on TV doing something. Let us know and uh, just shoot me an email and I'll get you back some rates for that. Cool. And last but not least, <laughs> in the new year, we want to try to fix a joke at the beginning of every episode. Yeah. Do a little comedy fixer-upper on the show. So... A short joke, a joke you can tell in 20, 25 seconds or less. If you write that out for us or if you've got it online and you want to send us a link to it, just tell me what the joke is, where it starts and stops. We'll put that on the air. We'll take a few stabs at it ourselves, and then we'll open it up to our listeners to give you some ideas of where you can take that joke a little bit further. I'm and super excited about that, that yeah. segment. That's uh, that's what I like to do. Yeah, so. <laughs> we've got a few in the uh, inbox already. I'd like to make sure we have a few more. Yeah. But it's going to be a fun part. and. You know, lots of different ways there for you guys to get involved and get your name out there. Yeah. If, you, if you've sent in a fix a joke, we're going to know where you're at. Push your website and Done. send people to help you out. So definitely do that. Gavin, I'm headed to the pool. <laughs> that sounds nice. All right. I'll see you later, buddy. All right, hey, everybody. It's Rick Roberts. We talked about having a new theme song for the new year. Here's our first option. This is called Baby. All right, the second option is called The Crew. (laughs) 
All right, and the third option, I like this the best. I think it's called Goober. All right, so that one was Goober. The first one again was Baby. It goes like this. That's catchy. The second one was called Crew. Sounds something like this. And of course, the last one, Goober. So let me know which one you want for the new theme song. You can email us at schooloflaughs at gmail.com and either vote for Baby, The Crew, or Goober. You know which one I like. Go ahead and let us know, schooloflaughs at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the School of Laughs podcast. If you'd like to hear more School of Laughs podcasts, you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For information on upcoming live and online classes, visit schooloflaps.com. Until next time, stay tuned, stay focused, and stay funny.